The Iowa Hawkeye women bouncing some life back into, or say jolting some life back into the Hawkeye fan base with a 95-43 domination of Southeastern Louisiana. The Hawkeyes, the two seed in this matchup, and uh, I think most of us expected a pretty dominant win, but boy, you never know in this tournament. As you can see on the screen, this is the largest margin of victory so far for any team in the NCAA tournament. That, of course, includes, includes... the men, and traditionally you have more blowouts on the women's side. Um, there's not as much parity in the women's game. But boy, uh, good to see Iowa dominate a team like Southeastern Louisiana. It was completely overmatched. First half, I thought the Lions stuck with it. I mean, they they uh, went through a stretch there in the second half where they were get, actually getting some stops. But for the most part today, Iowa scored at will. And this is what Iowa should do with that offense, what they should do against uh any team from the group of five, or I should say the, the mid-major level. And even though this is a conference tournament champion, just 43 points going on the road and just scoring 43 points. That's a good sign. But again, does am I reading too much into this? Absolutely not. Um, certainly, there's a lot of really good teams in this tournament. I watched South Carolina prior to the Iowa game, and I, I continue to be impressed with their balance, even though they've got one of the best players in the country in Aaliyah Boston. They're just really good everywhere. A lot of really good athletes. They're long. They get up in the fast break. Um, obviously, they're they're right now projected to be the best team in the country. But Iowa can go a long ways when they're clicking on the cylinders they're clicking on right now. And they scored 95 tonight. In spite of just three points for Gabby Marshall, she was one of four from uh, one of four from three. Let's remember she had been on fire from behind the arc. Gabby Marshall, again, one of four from three, one of five from the field overall, three points. Kate Martin gives you just one three, had five points on the day. McKenna Warnock, just one three, six points on the day, and yet Iowa wins by 52. Impressive, folks. Impressive. And good to see a nice big crowd there, even on a Friday afternoon, sold-out arena. And it basically looked full. No surprise there. Um, good to see the Hawkeye fans showing out. Hannah Stolke with a nice game. Boy, 13 points, five boards, perfect from the field, five of five. She continues to impress. Monica Sonano, 22 points, eight boards. She dominated from the uh, court, 10 of 12 from the field. And Caitlin Clark did what she did, and she could have scored a lot more. 26 points, 12 assists, seven boards. She could have easily had a 30-point triple-double tonight. Three of six from three, nine of 14 overall from the field. We even saw a little bit of time for Jada Giamfi. Shatea Wettering, uh, I believe Ediger played. I believe uh, Sharon Goodman played. And actually, yes, yeah, she registered two points on one att- attempt. Taylor McCabe played. Molly Davis gave him six points, two assists. Sharon Goodman played. Sydney Falter played. She gave him uh, three boards and four assists. Uh, you know, she's not going to give you much offensively, but she's uh, someone that obviously Lisa Bluter trusts right now. It's just good to get these girls out, right, as early as you can. You win them by 30, 40, or 50, whatever the case may be. Get them rested, get them fresh for Sunday. And, boy, they should be fresh for the game against Georgia on Sunday. And, of course, if you were, if you missed that game earlier, and I didn't watch the game from start to finish, but uh, Georgia with a, a nice win against a, a higher seed in Florida State. Uh, Florida State, the 7 seed, Georgia, the 10. And... Uh, Florida State jumped out early on the Bulldogs, but a nice response in that second quarter by Georgia. And for the most part, they controlled the game, led most of the second half. But it was obviously a lot closer than than this game. Um, regardless, uh, you have a day of rest. Both these teams have a day of rest, and they'll get back in Carver on Sunday, and it should be rocking. It's an ABC game 
for the Hawkeyes and the Bulldogs. Hawkeyes trying to exact some sort of revenge, even though they didn't lose to Georgia last year. They did lose to a 10 seed, if I'm not mistaken. Creighton was the 10 last year. And the Hawkeyes on a Sunday afternoon, I believe that game was on ABC as well, Iowa falling to Creighton, who eventually upset Iowa State and then fell to, uh, was it South Carolina? They lost to somebody after that. I think it might have been South Carolina in that that draw. I'd have to look back. But uh, regardless, good win for the uh, the Hawkeye women to be expected. And uh, we're here to talk about it for the next 30 to f- minutes to 30 to 60 minutes, whatever the case may be here, folks. Uh, I know it's still early. People are probably getting off work as we uh, about 519 p.m. on a Friday. So I understand a lot of people are working. Appreciate the 35 people who are watching right now. And we want to get more people on here. So be sure to first of all, before we get into our first caller, be sure to hit that like button. It does help the show, helps us to grow, helps the uh, helps us in the algorithm, helps this video appear on other people's YouTube feeds, and of course, subscribe if you haven't done so. One other thing that uh, we, we don't want to forget about, please share the show out on social media. It's very easy to do that. YouTube makes it super simple to hit that little share button, and you can share it to whatever social media you are active on. That helps as well, or maybe just text message, send it to your friends, your Hawkeye friends who enjoyed the game and want to enjoy some post-game coverage today. I want to take a moment before we get to our first caller to thank Iowa Smokehouse and uh, their great snacks, folks. If you need great snacking and who doesn't, this is a dangerous time of year in a good way. Uh, March Madness here and some great sporting events on both the men's and the women's side. Visit iowasmokehouse.com for a higher quality snack for game day or whatever you need it for. Whether it's their thick and tender cuts of beef jerky, their flavorful meat sticks, or their delicious steak bites, Tasting is believing. Always tasting is believing with Iowa Smokehouse. Visit iowasmokehouse.com and use the code Hawkeye for 15% off your order. Again, that's the code Hawkeye at iowasmokehouse.com. And if you place an order of $50 or more, you'll get free shipping. I would advise you to do just that because uh, you're getting the most bang for your buck. You don't got to go anywhere. It'll be delivered to your, your front door. And it is great stuff. Uh, again, iowasmokehouse.com. And they are an Iowa company, as the name would indicate. They're uh, out of, actually right down in Albia, Iowa. So, again, iowasmokehouse.com. We appreciate them sponsoring our postseason content here at From the Hawkeye of the Storm. Again, we're recapping Iowa's 95-43 defeat of southeastern Louisiana. Let's go to our first caller of the day. I believe we've got James on the line. James, welcome to the show. How you doing? Good. How are you, sir? Doing better today. I did miss some of the game because I was watching Iowa State uh, brick every single shot they threw up. But um, <laughs> listen, uh, this is a women's show, and I listen. Uh, people know I'm an Ames guy, uh, and I don't. You know, I, I there's part of me has a soft spot for Iowa State, but part of me really dislikes Iowa State. And, and I have to admit, I took some joy watching Iowa State get blown out by an I had, to poke, I had to poke fun at them because they uh, talk a lot of crap when we miss a lot of shots. So you had to poke fun at them when they miss a lot of shots. So. They, they, they scored 41 points against a bad Pitt team. That is yeah. not a good Pittsburgh team. For sure. I, I just had to poke fun at them because, you know, they, they poke fun at us. But anyways, it's good to see, like you said, all the girls getting, especially early enough to where... Like, by the way, one more comment on Iowa State, the men. Shot 22% from the field, 9.5% from three. Could always yeah. be worse. You know, I always had some bad nights, but I don't think they've ever – they've never had a day like that, I don't think. Uh, I mean, that might be the know. worst in tournament history. That's really, really bad. And they shot 57.9% from the free throw line. <laughs> Incredible. 
But no, I was going to say I agree with you on the fact that it's good to get everybody in early enough so, you know, we get a little bit of rest. We, they play pretty much three quarters, and some of them didn't even play three quarters, you know, because they were out and not in a lot of times. So they really play like two and a half quarters, you know, when Georgia had to fight the whole four. Yeah. So that might get them a little bit and get you a little bit fresher. Yeah, and like I said, uh, I, I don't exp- – I mean, again, I know that Gabby Marshall has been a bit up and down, but she has been pretty consistent over the past month and obviously has been really good during tournament play going back to the Big Ten tournament last week. I, I doubt she responds on Sunday with another one of four uh, outing from three, so they're probably going to get a better night from her. And like I say, to score 95 without much of any production from anybody besides Clark, uh, obviously Sonato and, and a little bit from Stolke, that's impressive. I was going to say, maybe she thought she played for the Iowa State men today. Maybe that's why she shot like that. But, um, but no. Um, I feel like Molly played well, too. You know, we kind of haven't known what Molly's going to do for you. And that girl, Belle, she kept trying to hurt all of our players every time. I swear to God, she got smoked by her every time. She is kind of bigger. So, you get hey, you did go fine a little bit. But Well, if it's any consolation, Taylor Bell ended up uh, on the night. She ended up 3 of 13 from the field, 1 of 5 from 3. Had just one rebound, uh, one assist, one steal, one block, three turnovers, and got tossed with four personal fouls, and and two of which were intentional fouls, flagrant fouls. So it, it just seems like, and I, I'm not saying there's some conspiracy theory about this, but doesn't it seem to you, James, that this Iowa women's basketball team tends to run into girls who, women who like to rough them up? Because, because they because they're jealous that we get all the spotlight. I feel like not jealous, but like they just get frustrated because we got all the spotlight. You see what their coach was saying though? Southeast Louisiana coach? No, I didn't. I, what? They had to. They were like talking on the news, right? They had this news thing in Southeast Louisiana, whatever. They're at Hamilton, Louisiana, whatever. She said, "Oh, it's all right because I got somebody who's going to guard Kayla and Clark, or whatever." And then Kayla and Clark had like twenty eight points. So I just find it funny how they were talking all that crap, and then they they're a fifteen seed and came in and got beat by fifty. So. <laughs> got beat by 50 uh so 52 actually james um so you're right about that but i do think that point about i do think caitlin clark's chips that she carries on her shoulder and her edge and her attitude if you want to call it that yeah you know i've talked about it i think at times maybe she goes a little bit overboard but that's who she is and it i think it does her more good than harm I think that does get there's no question that's going to get under the skin of opponents and she does demand a lot of the spotlight and rightfully so i think that's part of it james but i also think part of it is teams have to like to slow iowa down you've got to do something out of the ordinary and i'm not saying that that this is a, a bounty situation where coaches are saying hey injure your girls but you've got to beat up iowa physically i think if you're going to beat this iowa team and hold them under you know 75 80 you're, you're going to have to rough them up a bit now it didn't work today iowa puts up 95 but James, you've seen even in recent seasons that Iowa tends to struggle more with physicality um, when they get punished on the glass. And so I still think if if anything's their downfall this month, it will be from a physical perspective, from a defensive perspective, and from a rebounding uh, perspective, Southeast Louisiana just doesn't have the horses. And, and shame on the coach if she implied. I mean, obviously you want to inspire trust in your players, but if I didn't hear that quote earlier, not, not really stopping. They said they said the girl that was going to guard her was going to like slow her down. Like she wasn't gonna, you know, yeah, and not no. like hurt her, but like slow her down. I'm like, you're supposed to have that confidence. I get that. 
I understand her confidence, and I agree with that. But they were just kind of talking like. Well, there's probably no reason to state that publicly. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, because you yeah. probably don't want to light a fire under the best player in the country. Like there are certain things you probably just don't want to do, and you you don't want to let that animal out of the cage. For sure, it wasn't like I'm going to stop her, or hurt her. It was more like we're going to stop sure. her, you know, from. But uh, yeah, and I just see in the comments somebody just say too. Molly did take a pretty good shot from that bell girl too. I thought she was yeah. going to be down for a while. She took a shot, and right when she got hit, I was kind of like. It, I, it was like she didn't go for the ball, so I was confused. But I feel like in general they react to another saying a men's show thing. But I feel like they react to toughness better than the men do for sure, though. Like you know, Caitlin, we get roughed up a little. She get in her head a little bit, but today she didn't as much. You know, sometimes we get roughed up a little bit. She'll get in her head and then she'll start trying to force stuff. But she definitely didn't today, and I think that's a good sign. But you know, Georgia's the SEC, so they're gonna be a little faster, a little quicker, probably a little bigger. So more athletic. Yeah. Everything's going to be just different, but I, I think they can take care of business. So it just depends the way. I think we're going to need more from obviously the other three as well. You ain't going to win games just like that. Yeah. And like I said, uh, theoretically, you get one out, you get a bad shooting night out of your system for some of the girls. And, and it's crazy. I know I've said this like three times now, but in spite of those shooting struggles from those three starters, the team shot 60%. They shot 60% from the field, 40% from three, and 83% from the free-throw line. Out-rebounded Southeastern Louisiana by 14. Uh, Over-doubled them up in assists, uh, five blocks to one. Uh, did turn the ball over a few too many times, 16 turtle, total turnovers. Some of those occurred um, with some of the reserves. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't. you can't complain about anything. This is just one of those games where you want to get out of Dodge. As you said earlier, get your, your starters out as soon as possible. You got a quick turnover in, in tournament play. You did what you needed to do, but we also can't read too far into what actually happened besides the fact that, yes, they, they dominated, they did what they needed to do. And now we move on. With all of that being said, though, with all this physical stuff too, it's also good to get out of a game like this, only play that many, many amount of quarters, whatever, and then not have any injuries too. That's always a big thing, you know, especially when it gets to this time, you don't want any injuries to happen. And we're not as deep, you know, as some teams. So, Injuries would hurt us more than I feel like some other teams would. So it's always good to stay healthy, and it'll be interesting to see. I just hope they can react react because you know Gabby doesn't shoot one for four a lot of times. She's shot a lot better lately. So, yeah. but we'll see. And uh, go Drake, I guess. I guess we got root for one Iowa team to get through. To yeah, so we're through, talking but, at the Drake yeah. women played yet. No, the Drake men. I'm saying go Drake men because we gotta have one one men's team go to this round of 32. Well, did the did the women lose or they play tomorrow? I, I don't know. I think. Are you still with us? What happened? Uh, the Drake women play Louisville tomorrow at 6.30 okay. p.m. on uh, Central Time on ESPN2. And the Iowa State women play tomorrow, Toledo, 2.30 p.m. Central Time, ESPN2. So, yeah, I don't, I don't care about Iowa State. But, yeah, I, I'm rooting for Drake today. I think they'll beat Miami. Um, my bra- How's your bracket doing, James? Uh, not good. I have a lot of Iowa men's bias. Bracket's not doing, my, my men's have, bracket is doing pretty good right now. I have a lot of Iowa bias, though. So, like, I had okay. West Virginia winning because Joe T was there, you okay. know. And I uh, have – you said winning because Tiger Campbell's from Cedar Rapids. I got a lot of Iowa bias just because I'm from the state and I like to see people from the state, you know, succeed or play in the state succeed. So, for me, it's not doing very well. I don't know. I definitely didn't pick some games I didn't pick. But I had Iowa State losing, so that's not a matter. No, I, I – uh... I, I predicted a UC Santa Barbara upset, which I was wrong about, but I, I was right about Penn State. I, I'm looking actually. Uh, I know a lot of. I people predicted want- Charleston upset, and that didn't work out to my favor. So. Yeah, I'm ahead right now, according to ESPN. Um, does this mean I'm ahead of 96? percent So I'm. I'm right now. I'm four, tied for fourth in the, our our group. Congratulations to to Danny 
Wemmett, Hawkeye 2M, and George Leo, because those guys right now are kicking butt. They're at 190 points in our uh, Iowa Smokehouse Bracket Challenge, and I'm right behind those people with 180 points. Um, but, uh, yeah, so far so good. And let's be honest, uh, as it relates to the, the men, the Big Ten's taking care of business, uh, minus Iowa. Now, and Illinois. Women's game, uh, yeah, the women's game, well, in Illinois too. Uh, the women's game, Illinois women lost in the first four. Purdue women lost in the first four. Uh, Michigan did win today, which is good for the conference. And Iowa, of course, won, as did Maryland. Um, and then, of course, we're going to see tomorrow uh, we'll have Indiana will play Tennessee Tech. Ohio State will play James Madison. Uh, let's see. Am I missing a couple here, I believe? Uh, is that all? Is that all the Big Ten teams in? Yeah. Uh, I think that's yeah. that's correct with Purdue and Illinois losing. So, both the men and the women need a good showing in this tournament for their conferences. And, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens, but I, I, so far so good on, on both notes. I feel like, what do you feel like, like is the key to, obviously you haven't watched Georgia. I haven't watched Georgia. I watched a little bit of the game. I tuned in for a little bit to watch Florida state in Georgia, but I didn't watch a lot of it because I was watching most of March Madness on the boys side. But what do you think is the key? Like to me, I think it's the other three. Because you know what Kalen Carson gets you, you know what Monica's going to kind of get you. You know what I mean? I think it's the other three. Is that Kate, well, McKenna, and... Against the better teams, I believe you. I think you're right. Against the better teams. Uh, they yeah. can beat, as they demonstrated tonight, James, they can beat teams that are just uh, undermatched or overmatched, I should say. They can beat those teams with just Clark and Sonano, right? With just yeah. what you're going to get from them every night. However, I think you're right. I think to beat the best teams in the country, and I don't, I don't know that Georgia falls under that umbrella. I could see Iowa beating Georgia with off performances from you, you know, need at least one of them. I feel like though you can't have all three of them lay duds. I maybe. think you need at least one of them. I, I think that's probably true. Um, but I, I just think there's so much firepower between what Clark and Sonano give you. And you know, the, the points that were scored, it's amazing. Like I, I am really impressed. Here's one thing I, I don't talk about as much as I should, but, but Caitlin Clark's vision is just second to none. And Molly Davis is a good pass uh, post feeder as well. She, she's got some, good passing ability. So um, they just share the ball really well. And I, as I said, dominated today in the category of assists. Uh, let me find the, the final tally for these teams. Iowa beating Southeastern Louisiana in the assist category, 27 to 13. Uh, they're just tough to defend when uh, not only can a lot of people score, they got multiple people on the team who are really good passers. Hannah Stolke's a really good passer for being a true freshman and being a post. She's a good passer. So, um, you know, again, I still think defensively and and physically, they, they could run into some problems. But uh, you know, it may not be provided by anybody anytime soon. So ESPN just just brought this stat up. They just said uh, that Kalen Clark's the first player since two thousand to have uh, twenty five points, ten uh, assists, and um, or was it ten rebounds? Hold up, the ten assists and fifty percent field goals since two thousand. I shoot fifty percent from the field. So, but, but yeah, I agree with you and we'll see, hopefully we don't weigh an egg and that's the only scary thing. Cause you know, last year against Creighton, you know, and it was at home, so we can't say nothing else, you know, so. It's all about matchups and I haven't studied Georgia enough to know much about them besides a little bit that I saw them today. Uh, I, I will say, I do think in, in this case, I think Iowa's lost to Creighton a year ago serves them well. Like, I don't think that's going to be in the back of their mind and, and make them play worse. I think, if anything, it's going to give them motivation to just run them out of the building. Now, they may not. Georgia may come in and, and 
and play him tough. But from what I saw, I wasn't overly. Were you overly? Well, you didn't even watch it. I watched I, a little bit of it. I wasn't overly surprised with them, to be were honest. Were you overly you. impressed with Georgia, though? I wasn't. No, I thought Florida State was a better team. I mean, Georgia won, but I thought Florida State was like the more scarier team, if that makes sense. Like, right. if that's what we would have played. I thought they would have been the more scarier team. And it doesn't mean that a more scary team's always going to win, obviously. But like for us, at least, I thought Florida State looked like the more scarier team. They're the higher seed, Diamond Battles. Uh, she's she's good. Uh, they're going to have to defend her, and I think the one thing about her is, from what I saw, she can she can penetrate. And you know, I was sometimes had issues. I know people just praise Gabby Marshall to the end of the earth about defense, but that's going to be a test. We'll see who guards Diamond Battles because she can break you down. What she give you tonight? She gave. Georgia played 36 minutes, seven of 16 from the field, two of four from three, four boards, two assists, 21 points. She's good. Also, don't forget, you got you got a Fulter who can come in too, and I feel like give you a little bit of minutes of defense because I feel like she's top three best defender on the team. So, you know, she can kind of get you and she get into somebody too. She's not afraid to because she knows she's not going to score. So she's not afraid to, you know, get into somebody. And she, she better be giving you minutes on defense. Um, but like I said, uh, battles is quick and is a score. So that will be a good challenge for them. Um, and again, you, you learn from last year and, and I would expect Iowa to bring their a game on Sunday. For sure. One more thing. Seeing Hannah play like that's always good. Cause you know, you definitely need her more next year too, but the more confidence she builds, the better. And she can give you, if she plays like that, I'm not even saying 13 points, you know, like eight, 10 points, you know, and do what she needs to do. She can give Monica a little bit more rest. And that might be what you need down those stretch too. When you get down the stretch. I agree. Yeah, I agree. And, uh, you know, the more minutes that you can get for Addison O'Grady and, and you know, I, I know we're not going to see a ton of minutes for Edgar or, or, or Goodman, um, but the more minutes you can get for O'Grady, the better, because the, the the way they play, they need somebody that can, I mean, I know Stolke can give them some minutes at the five. I still think she's more of a four, but uh, these are the final few games of the Sonano era, whether they, you know, win on Sunday or not. Uh so the more minutes, the more postseason minutes you can get for those younger post players, the better. And you might need, I mean, once we get into a more physical brand of basketball, if they run into a South Carolina uh, or a Maryland or, you know, they may need to turn to to uh, O'Grady for meaningful minutes in big situations. So uh, it was good to see her out there today. For sure. And we'll see what happens tomorrow. Enjoy your night and uh, enjoy my basketball. And hopefully Drake can, Drake man can at least pull some off at the state. So. Sounds good, sir. Appreciate you calling, James. You too. Appreciate Casey reminding everybody, please smash that like button or press it gently, whatever you prefer, uh, right here on YouTube. And, of course, all of our shows, a reminder, all of our shows, our longer shows, post-game shows, podcasts, Hawkeye Hangout episodes, they're all podcasted on Spotify, Anchor, Apple, Google, etc. So be sure to check out our our, uh, podcasted platforms and, of course, if you miss a live show, just go back and listen to it on audio. You don't got to listen to it. I mean, I prefer you listen to it through YouTube, but, you know, uh, you don't have to. Uh, I know how easy it is when you're, when you're working out or you're busy with other stuff. Just put on a, a podcast. So put on our podcast. I'd like to think that it uh, it's not too bad at times. Uh, yes, uh, Louis reminds us all, Sunday 2 p.m. for the Iowa-Georgia game on ABC, the 210 matchup. And uh, just in case you're just now getting here, the Hawkeyes defeating the Southeastern Louisiana Lions, 95-43, which is the largest margin of, of victory so far in this tournament. Uh, no other team has won by uh, by 35 or more, or certainly by 40 or more, or by 50 or more. 
So, uh, impressive nonetheless, regardless of seating. And uh, uh, just to give everybody an update on the bracket, uh, again, Georgia defeating Florida State earlier today, the 10 over the 7 in Iowa City. This, is, of course, is the, the section of the draw, the Seattle 4 section, the regional. But this section of the Seattle 4 region is playing in Iowa City for the two, first two rounds. So Iowa will play the 10 seed Georgia uh, on Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central time. And as far as other results in this part of the draw, uh, I'm looking to see. So we've got um, uh, Iowa. I, I don't believe we've had any other games yet in this region. So we're going to have to wait to see what happens with uh, Duke, Louisville. Uh, James mentioned Drake. They play Louisville. And, uh, of course, Stanford, the one seed at the top of the the draw. Texas also in there, a four seed taken on East Carolina. So, uh Hey, uh, as disappointing as the day was yesterday for the Iowa men, uh, couldn't have went better today. Let's go to our next caller. Mr. Durrell MVP is with us. Hey, how Corey, doing? how you doing? Appreciate you calling our Iowa Smokehouse calling line, Durrell MVP. I'm doing great. Yeah, uh, no problem. I mean, was this a really a shock at all to anybody? I mean. No, but I mean, um, this you don't. <laughs> the last thing you want in a situation like this is to feel shocked after, because that's probably an indication that you uh, lost or or didn't play very well. Right. I mean, I saw that. I heard that uh, Sela was pretty undersized. Who? Sela. That's why I'm Southeast oh. Louisiana. Yeah. Yeah, they uh, were. So, and with somebody like Iowa Center, I mean, she just went off today. Caitlin Clark went off today. I mean, this was just a game where they were clicking on all cylinders. And yeah, again, there's not a lot of teams. You know this, Jeremy, because you follow the sport. There aren't a ton of women's basketball teams out there that have uh, true post players, like true centers. And, you know, Sonano is a true big. And uh, so, yeah, teams like this, it just, it's, 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 you're such a handful because you're scheming to stop Clark, but you're right about Sonano. She's, uh, she's rock solid down low. And uh, you're just, you know, you're trying to double down on her. You're leaving somebody open and, and, Unfortunately for for southeastern Louisiana, it was Clark at times. Fortunately for them, some girls missed open shots, but it, they still got beat by fifty two. Right, well, that's kind of funny. You framed it that way. It's true, but it's funny. Yeah. Uh, well, you you heard what I said. I mean, the scores, the the box score. I maybe I'm reading too far into this. I probably am because it's a fifty two point victory. What else do we have to talk about, Drill MVP? But like, what what else do you have to say other than? Your other starters, the starters not named Sonano and Clark. You want to know what their final field goal numbers were? They you were can run them down. They were four of thirteen. Besides Sonano and Clark, their other three starters made just four field goals and accounted for just fourteen points. But when Sonano gives you twenty-two, when Clark gives you twenty-six. When Stolke comes off the bench, gives you 13 and five. You know, Grady adds in six. Molly Davis gets six. And then you get a couple of, uh, you know, uh, you, you get three points out of uh, Taylor McCabe. You get three points out of Wettering. Sharon Goodman with two points. Now, a lot of those points were in garbage time. But, I mean, this the reason they were playing is because Iowa had taken care of business with their rotational players. So that, that is impressive, regardless of opponent. This is a Southeast Louisiana t- team. It's you know, Dural MVP, with the men or the women. If you get in, you're 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 hot. Like you just won your tournament. This is not a, a, a slumping Southeast Louisiana team. Now it's not a very good conference, hence is why they're a 15 seed. And they did need overtime to beat Texas AM 
community college or whatever they were. Who, who is that? Uh, they beat, uh, who did they beat uh, in the semifinals of the Southland? I don't even know who this school is. Uh, who, who is, who's in the Southland conference that I'm missing during MVP? I, you, I do not watch Southland basketball. Court. You don't? Sorry. Why? <laughs> because it's the same reason I don't watch Horizon basketball or American East basketball. Uh, let me just look here. I'm just curious. I, I don't even recognize. Oh, it's Texas A&M Commerce. I've never heard of them. Did you know? <laughs> I didn't listen. I I've haven't ne- heard of them either. Did you know they're in the South? Did you know they're Division One? No, I didn't even know. I thought it was when you say like, Texas A&M. I thought you were going to say Texas A&M Corpus Crispy. No, no, Texas A&M Commerce. Cool. I, I've never heard of them, but 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 Southeast Louisiana. That's my point. Southeastern Louisiana beat everybody that they needed to beat, including Texas A&M Corpus Christi at the end of the season, first game of March, beat Northwestern State by double figures, and then uh, three-point win over Incarnate Word, uh, two-point overtime win over Texas A&M Commerce. And who did they beat? Who did they beat in the championship game? Um, I'll have to figure this out here as you go, – go ahead, Drill MVP, if you had something else. Well, I'm not sure if you've watched any of the other games today, but a lot of teams have uh, taken care of business as the uh, – Lower seed or the team that uh, the the favorite seed, I guess I'll say Except it that Georgia. way. Except Georgia, Except Georgia and Florida State, and it looks like Mississippi State's probably going to be praying. They're up 37-23 halfway yeah. through the second quarter, but uh, I'm not sure if you saw heard, but Florida State had one of their key players not be able to be in this tournament. I think that played a large factor in the game, so we couldn't really. It wasn't Florida State was at their best. Yeah, yeah, I, I did see something. I don't remember the gal's name, um, but uh, and like I said, I was impressed with uh, what's her face, uh, the little guard that that uh, scored twenty one. Diamond. Uh, no, that's her first name. I can't remember her last name. Uh, but yeah, she's good. And yeah, I was, their defense has been incredible. I'm not sure if you saw the stats, but they're a very defensive oriented team. Uh, I think I, that could give Iowa fits in the first half, maybe. But I think I'm expecting Iowa to kind of pull away late for their game against Georgia. And, you know, this ain't even going to be the best team that Georgia's played all year because they've had to play South Carolina. So they're going to be used to the physicality, the strength, and the athleticism that Iowa's going to bring to the table. So this can't be a game you, Iowa overlooks. They're going to have to be at their best. By the way, uh, Southeastern Louisiana beat Lamar in the Southland Conference Championship game by nine. But they they have trouble scoring. I mean, they they are not very good offensively. So as, as impressive as the 52-point margin of victory is, uh, again, you can't read into it a lot because this team was just – this was a bad matchup for Southeastern Louisiana. I'll read you recent scores for them, your MVP. 65-66. 54, 67, 66, 60, 66. They haven't scored 70 since February 11th. Now, Iowa held them to 40, whatever it was, 40. Uh, 42. 42. But I'm just saying this is a offensively challenged team. Now, Georgia is a little bit offensively challenged minus uh, their their star guard. Um, and uh, they're a little bit more balanced than they than they were today in their game against Florida State. I can pull up the stats here. But my point is, Iowa's this margin of defeat should not be, you know, blown out of proportion. That's all I'm saying. 
Right. But the only thing that I would be worried about if I was an Iowa women's game is, is there going to be a confidence boost where they kind of get too big for themselves for their next game? They think they can just steamwalk their way into the Elite Eight. Well, again, Iowa lost to Creighton last year in this exact position. As it, Well, it, I it, think that's going to help them. I think yeah, that I kind of too. played a part last year where they thought they would just saw their path forward, didn't think anything of the challengers before them like Creighton, and then Creighton snuck on them, took them by surprise, then they didn't know how to respond in that adversity. So I think that's going to be the difference. But this Georgia team, I mean, they get steals at a good rate. Their defense is their offense in a lot of situations. They're a very tenacious team, very opportunistic. So I was got to be able to take care of the basketball. By the way, about Georgia, Brittany Smith averages 12 a game with five boards, held the two points, three boards in 11 minutes tonight. Again, I didn't watch, or this morning, I didn't watch all that game, so I don't know if she was banged up or what happened. But those are the only two players Georgia uh, has in double figures. And like I say, Diamond Battles averages 14-3-3. and She's good, and two steals a game as well. So um, they'll, they'll pick your pocket. They force turnovers well. And they can probably break Iowa off the dribble a little bit better than um, Southeastern Louisiana. Uh, Javen Nicholson, they're, uh, they're big inside. Uh, she's going to have, a, obviously, a heavy assignment against Sonano. Um, you know, she averages seven boards a game. And, uh, I mean, they don't really have a lot of size. I mean, they have size, 6'2", 6'1". I mean, they got, they got some decent front line length but uh yeah i mean it's it's hard to defend iowa's bigs because it's just not a traditional thing anymore in this game right i expect sonano to have a big game against georgia i i i mean i want a 15 10 type game from her that's what i want from her against georgia i think that's reasonable she's play if she plays 30 you know 35 minutes uh yeah i mean she, if she had, how many minutes did she play today she uh, i don't have the final numbers but you know she went 22 and 8 you know, she plays 35 minutes today. She probably goes 30 and 12. So that, that was yes. going to be the final thing I asked you about, because there's not a whole lot to analyze from this giant, enormous victory is what do you think about having them play a large amount of minutes? Because it was pretty obvious that this game wasn't going to be much of a competition after halftime. You think they should have rested the players more or do you like the fact to kind of get since they're in rhythm keep them in rhythm well i mean let's not act like i mean what i'm trying to figure i'm trying to find the final minutes tallies here uh here's here are the final stats uh in case you were wondering so I mean, Clark played 29 minutes, and that was by far the most. I mean, there are other starters. Warnock played just 23 minutes, Sonano 23, Martin 22, Marshall 23. That's a lot of minutes to you. I mean, that's that's pretty light for the tournament, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I get it. But, you know, Iowa had such a big lead that they could have even cut those minutes. I mean, Clark, she had 29 minutes. I mean, I saw her in the game. It was 72-38 in the third quarter, and I was just like, why is she in the game? She had like 22 points. Well, I was going to say, I think there is something to be said for this, and I don't know if this would be Lisa Bluter's response. You don't want to pull your starters too early in a game like this because let's not forget the Big Ten tournament was played, what, two weeks ago? They haven't been playing. So you you want them to be to, – to make sure to, to beat up – beat off any rust that could be lingering from their off week and a half and – I think that you have to balance that, Drill MVP. I mean, if you're up 
30 in the first quarter, you're not going to pull your gals for three quarters. I, I don't think that's reasonable. So I, I, I don't have any problem with the minute distribution. Okay. I think that's, I think that's a fair response, Corey, but a uh, good win for the Iowa Hawkeyes. Uh, hopefully they continue their role against Georgia. And drill MVP. You, I know you follow the men's game. Danimal appreciate the super chat from Danimal. I know this is an Iowa show, but did Corey watch the men's ISU game? Big yikes. Did you watch it? Drill MVP. Yeah. I'm glad I had Pittsburgh winning today. I had them winning too. Good for you. Yeah, I was. There's usually a first four team that makes a sweet 16 run, and I thought Pittsburgh would be that team this year. So. I don't think Pitt's very good. Well, they got to play Xavier, and they should have lost to Kennesaw State. I'm not sure if you saw that game. I saw the block by by former Hawkeye Jack Nungy to save that game. but uh, Kennesaw State led for, I would say, 30 yeah. minutes of the game. Yeah, that, good, good comeback for Kennesaw. I, I expect Xavier to play better, but um, – it's a fascinating part of the the draw, no question. Yeah, I mean, you know, today I've got every game right on the mitten side. Unfortunately, yesterday I almost got every game wrong. So, really? Yeah. Did you enter our Iowa Smokehouse bracket challenge, your MVP? No, I didn't enter it. I couldn't find the link. You couldn't find the link. I had it everywhere. It was everywhere. Well, sometimes when people post a bunch of videos at one time, your your stuff kind of gets, uh, I don't know. Underneath the screen. Just make sure you buy some Iowa Smokehouse at some point, okay? I know you're not in Iowa. Does that matter? No, of course not. Okay. Anyway, I will see you. When do they play next? Sunday. Sunday at 2 p.m. Central. So I'll probably call you around 4.30, hopefully celebrating a win. Sounds good. ABC game, sir. Yeah, we'll watch. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. All right. Kelly's excited uh, about the win. How about that? And Mary, uh, she says, uh, what was with the heavy fouls on Caitlin? Again, I, I, this is not the first time we've seen a team try to get physical. And I'm not saying that they're trying to hurt Caitlin Clark or, you know, the big foul, hard foul on Molly Davis. But I do think there's something to be said about how teams have to prepare for Iowa, given how Iowa plays their up and down style, how electric Caitlin Clark is. And I do think, Maybe it's possible that some opposing coaches, um, they transmit somewhat of a physical scouting report to Iowa. And and that I understand that. Like, like you, you have to play physical. You have to uh, make Iowa uncomfortable. Iowa's not the most athletic, not the most physical. How many times have we said that? So on that end, you better push them around a little bit, if you know what I mean. And, and I wonder if that's part of sometimes you, you see more physicality and more I don't want to say fisticuffs because nobody's throwing throwing fists, throwing arms. But uh, I wonder if that's part of it, Mary. Uh, but uh, again, I was dealt with it. I think a lot better than they ever have this season. They have, I think, they've been tougher when those times have come. So it's it's been good to see uh, Iowa deal with the physicality and uh, make it through. Um, uh, Steve says CC might start for Iowa. Uh, or who is CC? Caitlin Clark might start for Iowa. What what does that mean? Am I missing something here? Uh, Hawkeye Howard, good to see you here, Hawkeye Howard. Appreciate you being here. Hope you're doing well. Okay, he says CC might start for the men. Okay, I got it. Uh, the number to call in, folks. Uh, the line is open at current five one five six three five sixteen oh one five one five six three five sixteen oh one. And uh, I've got at least 10 more minutes here if you want to give us a call and uh, talk about the Iowa win, or you can certainly ask a question or make a comment about the men. 
uh, or we can talk Iowa, Georgia on Sunday. Should be an exciting game down in Carver Hawkeye Arena in Iowa City. Um, a couple comments earlier that I missed. Let me just uh, um, let's see here. Yeah, Kelly just reminds us all: don't overlook anybody. And yeah, Iowa lost to a ten seed on this. I believe it was a Sunday afternoon on ABC. Am I wrong? <laughs> Now, I think this is a better team, Kelly. I've said that several times. I think it's a better team. I think they're tougher. They've got more firepower. I think Molly Davis, boy, good to see Molly play well today. And I know, you know, you look at the stat sheet. What does she give you? She gives you total of six points today. But I thought she played well. She gave you a couple assists as well. Uh, two steals, 18 solid minutes for Molly Davis. She's efficient, two or three from the field. Not going to be launching a bunch of threes. They don't need her to, right? They've got Warnock. They've got Martin. They've got uh, certainly Gabby Marshall, who all struggled from three today. But those are the girls. Those are the ladies that are going to make threes on a typical night. And I, I don't think they need a lot of three-point shooting from people like a Falter and Davis and Stolke. Um, I, I do think that, that someone like Taylor McCabe, if they needed her, could come in and maybe make a couple of threes. But, the, you know, eight threes in a day like today is fine. You know, they made... Uh, you don't need them shooting a ton of threes. I don't think against Southeastern Louisiana, you'd probably prefer to see them uh, take easy easy baskets. And, and and certainly they got a lot of those today, especially out of Sonano and Clark. Um, there were a couple times where Clark just drove uncontested to the rim. And that's okay. You'll take it. Uh, for the night, again, Iowa from three. You find the final numbers here. What am I looking at that's incorrect? Am I seeing nine of thirteen correct? See, that was the that's I'm looking at the official box score. And why am I seeing eight of twenty on the okay, I am seeing it wrong. Three point percentage, eight of twenty. Iowa forty percent from the field. That's solid, right? Eight eight threes on twenty attempts. You'll take that. And again, got to the free throw line and converted at a high rate. Um, I'm also going to throw, for anybody who's interested, I'm going to throw the, uh, I think I just did. I think it's in there now. Looks like it went through. Through the, the link to to join the show if you'd like to call in by means of StreamYard. Threw that up in the chat. Steve Cashman wants to know about CJ Frederick at Kentucky. Uh, I guess we can give you an update on Kentucky. Are they underway? A drill MVP wouldn't have called us if they were underway. Kentucky plays... Um, in about 15 minutes. So Darrell MVP had to wrap up that call. They'll play the 11th seed Providence on CBS at about 6, 10 p.m. Central time. CJ Frederick has had a tough season. He's dealt with more injuries. Um, and I don't wish anything ill on him, but uh, certainly he has not had the best of seasons. I wonder if he regrets at all leaving Iowa when he did. And certainly the way he did, I think that was the bigger issue. Let's head over to our Iowa Smokehouse call in line. Thank you for calling Iowa Post Game here from the Hawkeye of the Storm. Who's on the line? Hey, Corey. This is Zach. How's it going, man? I'm good, Zach. How are you, sir? Good. Just got back from the game about 20 minutes ago. All right. So, what do you, what are you, what's your uh, reaction? Great crowd. There were some empty seats, but <clears throat> it was pretty, pretty raucous crowd. Um, great win. Uh, Hannon Stolke had a great game. Molly Davis had a good game. Obviously, that you know, Sonano and Clark, the law firm, <clears throat> was dynamic again. Um, I watched watched the first game, and Georgia plays a lot of zone. So if Iowa can shoot threes Sunday, it's it's going to be not a game. And my guess is they're going to play <clears throat> a lot of zone on Sunday because. 
I, I really do think that they're they're content with saying, hey, we we're not going to be able to stop Clark. We're, we can limit Sinano, but we'd rather take our our chances on Martin Marshall and Warnock having off nights because again, they had off nights from the field today, and and I'm not saying it's going to happen or it's going to work. But I, I would guess Georgia, if that's the case, again, you watched more of the game than I. You were at the game? You were at the Georgia game? Yes. Okay, so it, I trust you, obviously, uh, as it relates to how much <clears throat> zone they played. My guess is they're going to play a lot of zone Sunday. Yeah, and neither – and really until the fourth quarter of that game, neither one of those teams, Florida or Florida State or Georgia, shot particularly too well at all. I mean, it was 35-30, I think, at halftime. And I think maybe – each team scored maybe 12 in the third quarter and then Georgia just kind of blew it open, but <clears throat> neither one of them was a real good shooting team. So Iowa should quoting should have a, should have a almost, I don't want to say a cakewalk, but it shouldn't be close. <clears throat> I, 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 I'd like to agree with you, but I, I think it's human to say, Hey, uh, let's not forget what happened a year ago. So, <clears throat> yep. And the way that Georgia played their zone, they left basically the middle of the lane wide open. So if you have, so if they had, if they had Clark probe in that middle of that zone, or even Sonano kind of just underneath the free throw line, <clears throat> that's, it's going to be easy twos every single time. Cause when Florida State did that, their, their bigs just couldn't shoot, but it was just, I mean, why almost wide open layups. And by the way, to our caller, somebody just tried to call in. I had you on hold. If you call in while somebody else is on the line, we've got two lines now. I'm going to put you on hold, so don't hang up. All right? You're just on hold. You're not going to hear anything, but just hang on the line. So you're free. The caller that just called a minute ago and hung up, call back, and we'll, we'll get you on as soon as we we get to you. So, um, yeah, and, and and bottom line is, Zach, I said several times, I know you're just jumping on with us. Bob makes a good point in the chat. You, Great teams, not well. Good teams take care of business, but great teams dominate uh, over you know yep. teams that are overmatched, and that's Iowa has done that more this year than they did last year. I think Iowa's a much better team this year. I think they're more balanced. They've got better weapons. They're obviously older. They've been old for a while, but uh, yeah, this is they did all you could expect them to do today. Yep, they they did what a two or one seed should do is yep. get up early, keep it up, and then. Fourth quarter, I know I know the starters played a couple minutes, and then basically it was the bench. Kept the girls out, especially after that second intentional foul. I thought Clark was going to be going out of the game. I was proven wrong, but <clears throat> it's uh, good to get those bench players, especially that that experience in this, because you never know. You never know when, uh, you know, potentially Taylor McCabe could come off the bench yep. and may have to shoot some threes or yep. stuff like that. So... <clears throat> You get up 40, and it's pretty easy to tell your starters, okay, time to sit. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And uh, you brought up uh, – hold on just a second, Zach. Let me see if I can get this. Um, I was just going to mention real quick, as it relates to Taylor McCabe, uh, I have confidence. I mean, I've seen enough of her from behind the arc that if she needed to come in and make a couple threes, she could do that. And yeah, she, I, she, she's got, she reminds me of Melissa Dixon from the mid 2010s. If she shoots it, it, it literally looks like it's going in every single time. Yeah, she's got a pure shot. Um, so <clears throat> yes, 
Yeah, I, I, I could see, uh, I could see if they needed to turn to her. I think Lisa Bluter would prefer not to. I think she's going to be a big part of the rotation next year. I do. Yes, um, because and, and I think the key, I think the key to Sunday is besides the five stars, it's going to be how Hannah Stolke does. <clears throat> yeah, Hannah Stolke was big today. And let's be honest, she's been, she has been kind of the X factor all year. Um, yes, you know, similar to Marshall, she went through a stretch where, you know, she was just okay. Uh, I wouldn't say it was what most of January. Am I getting yeah. that wrong? Um, no. she, was re- she was really good in the non-conference. Kind of went through a slump. Once she figured it out in Big Ten play, she's been really good. And I think you're right. Uh, she gives them an opportunity to to stretch the floor a little bit more than you do with Monica Sinano. And she's just she's just gritty. She's willing to make the the tough plays. She's kind of like a more I shouldn't say more athletic. That's unfair. She's kind of like a Nicholas Bear <laughs> in how she works. She she makes the yep. tough plays, and, and I'm not just giving throwing Nicholas Bear a, a a bone because he's on the show a couple of days ago. But you you know what I mean. He he she earns her yeah. she earns her minutes through her effort, through rebounding, through her length, and that's what Bear did. Yeah, and she just does nothing but hustle. I mean, on some of those games in February, I will get the rebound, it gets Clark, and then all of a sudden you just see this person just streaking down the court. Yep, and. No one in front of her. It's like, yeah, she's gonna be she's gonna be a good one. So, and Molly was big today as well. If they can get the same game today. It's they're they're on to Seattle, and hopefully, I haven't predict. I have them in my brackets going to the Final Four. Hoping I'm right, but time will tell. One game at a time. I can't believe you're saying this, and I'm trying to remember where I have where. (laughs) Where do I have Iowa going? I think you. I think you had him in the Elite Eight losing to Stanford. I, I think you're right. I, I think you I think you're right. Um I know you know I had I, I had the men losing in the second round, so their loss yesterday did not surprise me. Very much disappointed me. Um but uh Zach, you didn't call in yesterday. Do you have any thoughts on the men? <sighs> I st- I actually stopped watching middle of the first it, it was it was tough. It was tough to watch. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, it was. You you um, you stopped watching the game? Yeah, I just, it was, it's so many missed shots. And so I was texting friends of mine. I'm like, did you hear about Just, just tell State me State. One, one word, erase, erase the DVR or rewatch. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, in this case, I would probably not watch. Although they came back, you know, they were down 17, came back, cut it to four. Mm-hmm. But again, same old story. By yeah. the way, uh, did you hear about uh, Iowa State, the men today? They got trounced by Pitt. I saw, as I was at Carver, I saw the score, and I turned to the person next to me. I'm like, is this true? And they said, oh, yeah, they were down, I think, 22 to 4 to start the game. Yeah, 22, no, so, 20, and then, 22 to 2, and, 22 to 2. And then was it true that so someone else texted me and said that Jack Nungy basically sealed the game for Xavier? Yes, he did. Huge block in the final seconds would have been the game-winning layup for Kennesaw State. Yep. Good I, for him. I, I'm, yeah, happy, good for I'm happy him. for him. I'm rooting for Xavier. Moving forward, I'm rooting for my bracket, and I'm rooting for Xavier. Yep, and I've seen the the comments on Facebook now. Fire Fran, okay, but you know, hold up. <laughs> they're they're gonna come, and, and I listen. I yep. don't. People have a right to their opinions. I I'm not on that train of Fire Fran. I don't. He's not on the hot seat. I made that very clear last night. He is not on the hot seat. Um, am I frustrated? Yes. Do I think there needs to be some change? Yes. But when someone needs to be fired, or at least when I believe someone needs to be fired, I'm not afraid to say it. 
I've said, how many times have I said Brian Ferentz needs to be fired? <laughs> how many times I have I said count. that? How many times <laughs> have I said Gary Barda needs to be fired? So, yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, bottom line is I, I, I'm frustrated and they got to figure this <clears> out. Um, they got to do work in the portal. That's my only explanation. And that's what the football team has fallen back on. I think the football team needs more on the o- offensive end. I think some of Fran's issues can be solved in the portal, but I'm wondering if perhaps they need more of a philosophical change, perhaps a, a an assistant coach change. I wonder how long Sherm Dillard is going to stick around. Could that be an opportunity to hire somebody that can help? Those are a lot of thoughts. Right. I, I have no idea the answer to those questions right now, uh, but I do think they're going to have to go uh, to the portal. Are they going – I mean – I mean, you know, I've seen some of the Twitter stuff, even though I'm not on Twitter. You know, there are portal kids looking at Iowa. Are they in on who's it, AMAC? I think he's transferring again. I'm not aware of them contacting AMAC. They've contacted <clears throat> a couple of guys. Um, and I saw that uh, somebody with uh, was it 247 Sports put in some crystal ball uh, for the Belmont kid that's from Iowa City. Uh, Evan Bronze, I believe, is his name. Um, I don't know. You know, I. I don't know. Any, I don't know Sean Bach. I don't know. You know, I, I know um, two four seven, and the Iowa two four seven people have not always been accurate on crystal balls. Uh, I don't. I don't subscribe to them. I don't follow crystal balls. But I think it was James earlier today, or was it Doug? Maybe sent that to me. So who knows? They're going to get people. No question about it. Right now, they only have one scholarship open. But I do think there's a good chance they lose one or two other players, and probably somebody from the backcourt. Chris Murray probably leaves early. It's going to open up some some opportunity. Yeah, and I'm, what what exactly does <clears throat> you know? I, I've heard a lot. You talk especially a lot about Brock Harding. What is Owen Freeman bringing? Maybe what six nine? I believe say he is. I, I think probably six nine, six ten, <clears throat> maybe. I think probably closer to six nine. I mean, he gives you. He's going to give you toughness, and they're going to need it because Philip Brach is moving on. He doesn't have any eligibility left. Uh, obviously, Owen knows how to score. Uh, he's good on the glass. Again, he's a little bit undersized to be your traditional post, but that's okay. I think he's probably – I'd love to see him and Rebracha stand back-to-back. I'd be curious who's bigger. I would hope that Owen Freeman maybe has an inch or two on Philip, But, uh, you know, it's just hard as a freshman to come in and be, do- and be real productive first game out. That's why I think they need to go to the portal at – the five but maybe they give maybe he gets you know 10 to 15 minutes would be a, a game would be a huge success and then you got a question of what happens to Mulvey what happens with the Gundley those are all fair questions that have yet to be answered right. but we're in portal season and now that I was out <clears throat> announcements could come anytime yeah hopefully it's not a lot of them but you know I I would feel I think you're right I think Chris Murray will probably turn pro even though he hasn't shown a lot lately that he might be NBA material, but that's just me. I think he's turning pro. But, <clears throat> um, but yeah, well, great, great win for the Hawks today. I'll be down there on Sunday, so hopefully it'll be another raucous crowd. Um, so, yeah, have a great evening, Corey. Thanks for the call. Thank you, Zach. Appreciate it, sir. All right, a reminder to everybody, if you're on Twitter or Facebook, check out my Twitter account, at from the Hawkeye on Twitter. That's at from the Hawkeye on Twitter. You can also follow the Facebook page, From the Hawkeye of the Storm, on Facebook. And if you want to donate to the channel, do so by means of the uh, description, the links in the description below, PayPal, Venmo, Cash App, all available, credit card by means of PayPal. It's much appreciated. You can also donate by means of Super Chat. And I want to take a moment. Again, I, I talked about them earlier and they're sponsoring our call-in line, our Iowa Smokehouse call-in line. But thank you to Iowa Smokehouse. They're offering some great products, great tasting products, better quality than what you're going to get in your local store. Although you can find Iowa Smokehouse 
in some of your local grocery stores. Again, visit iowasmokehouse.com for the best quality snacks for game day. And again, if you use that code Hawkeye, you'll get 15% off your order. Tasting is believing with the boys down at Iowa Smokehouse. We appreciate them. Please show your appreciation by visiting Iowa Smokehouse and putting your order in today. Get it before the final four. All right, uh, let's move to our next caller. Thank you for calling our Iowa Smokehouse call-in line. Who's on the line? This is Kevin. Hey, Kevin. How are you? I'm good. How are you, sir? The the Iowa Hawkeyes women are a lot of fun to watch. They and are. They're a really good team. And I think Lisa, Lisa Bruder is one of the best coaches, not in the Big Ten, but in the country, that she doesn't get very much credit for. But um, I'll be definitely watching them Sunday afternoon. And uh, I have to say one thing. I agree with you 100% about Gary Barta and Brian Ferentz. But anyway, that's for a different day. <laughs> hey, we, hey I, I, I'm always open to, to hearing your uh, other people's perspective on those two individuals. So I appreciate you uh, letting me know that, Kevin. Yes, and I love your show. And will you be on after the game on Sunday? You know I will. Okay, I'll listen to you. Thank you much. Thank you, sir. Take care. Appreciate it, Kevin. Appreciate it, Kevin, calling our Iowa Smokehouse call line. Always a joy. And uh, let's move to our next Iowa Smokehouse caller, Mr. Doug. Doug. Hey, how you doing? Good, man. How are you? Well, literally, I'm not even joking. I went on YouTube about three minutes ago, and you mentioned my name. So about the transfer, I'm not even yeah. joking. I wasn't even on there. And I'm like, I want to hit on Corey's thing. I know I'm a women's basketball person. And you talk, because I've been telling everyone, I'm not only talking about transfers. And then I've been talking about transfers. <laughs> I get you, what's it going to take to get you to, to get into the Iowa women's game this this month? I'll watch the game on, on Sunday. Okay. And yeah. you, I, if you're going to watch it Sunday, if they get to the Sweet 16, moving on, you'll watch those games, right? Yeah. Which means um, you're going to watch our show, right? Yes. With some Iowa Smokehouse to your right, right? Yes, uh, I just picked. I, I actually did pick some up today when I was uh, at the uh, Fresh Dollar here in Nevada. So I picked some up. So um, no, I uh, listened to Trent Condon and Miller's show uh, this afternoon. They had I want to get Hockey Nation guy or Tom Caker, and he talked about Evan. Evan's not going to be a scholarship player. He's going to be a preferred like Nimmers. We a preferred walk on. He isn't committed here. That's what, that's what he, well, that's what the, two I, first, uh, am I wrong? No, I, Evan no. Bronson committed to Iowa, correct? Am I missing something? No, that's what I, I, I was just repeating what the, cause it sounds like he wants out and move home. And uh, so I, He's a, he was a, I, I, okay. Here's my first reaction when you sent that to me. No, I don't know anything. I'm just listening to the guy that was on the um, Condon and Miller show. But when you sent me that this morning, and, and for people, for some context here, Doug ta- uh, commented on a From the Hawkeye of the Storm post on Facebook and basically said, hey, uh, 247's Sports is predicting that Evan Bronze heads to Iowa. That's fine. That might be the case. I have no connections to Evan Bronze. Yeah. It, I really – but he has been semi-productive at Belmont. Yeah. About six rebounds. I know. So that's what I'm saying. Like, okay, Belmont's a good program. They weren't great this year, didn't make the tournament. What was their final record? Do you know? I have no. I think it was eighth or ninth in the valley. I looked at it yesterday. Well, they um, were that far down in the valley, really. Mm-hmm. Well, the valley's not the whole Ohio Valley. 
They they switch conferences. And I think that's uh, well, I mean, yeah. I know, I know. But the yeah. Ohio Valley, I mean, the Ohio Valley is not bad or hasn't been bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Missouri State struggled this year in the in uh, I'm not um uh, the one that Prom's at. Okay, let's make a correction here. They finished third in the Missouri Valley. Belmont. Belmont. Okay. Belmont finished third in the Missouri Valley. They were 14 and six. And to put this in perspective, this Evan Bronze guy that we're talking about was their leading rebounder. All right. Five boards a game. And he also scored uh, seven points a game um, and played 21 minutes. That's, that's (laughs) not like, I mean, it's hard to translate that over Doug, like to say, okay, it's apples to apples to big 10 basketball, but to big 10 men's basketball. I didn't do anything. What's that? Josh didn't do anything this like half the year. There's no production uh, on Gundale or uh, Riley didn't no. do any production. No, and, and I don't know that Bronze is going to be the answer as a starter. Hmm. Uh, he is Evan Bronze, uh, who's playing the five at, at, at Belmont, is listed at six nine. Mm-hmm. So if he if he comes here, like I, I'm guessing he's going to play. I, whether he's a walk-on or not. Now you say he's a walk-on or he's going to be a walk-on. I know you're repeating what you heard. Yep. On 1460 earlier today on the Miller, uh, Condon Miller show. I wanted to tell you that his podcast is like one tenth your podcast. So, uh, Trent Condon's. So I always go to you first. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I, I've never watched his podcast. He does That's not- why yours is a lot better. Oh, well, <laughs> he only has like 500 views on his. <laughs> I don't know Trent, uh, yeah. but he's a radio guy. I know he's a radio guy down in Des Moines. Uh, so, uh, but no, I, I mean, Evan Bronze, like I said, uh, he, he's, he's been productive, but he's, he was a junior, so he's going to be a senior next year. COVID year. Well, okay. So he's got two years is what you're telling mm-hmm. me. Yep. I, again, I, I don't know anything. I, I again, I just wanted to oh, say, I'm sorry for putting another guy out there. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> you probably remember this. I don't know how much you watched. Did you watch football stuff like our football stuff? With Don Patterson and, um, it was very redundant. Sometimes, yes. <laughs> okay. All right, that's fine. But I, I think you probably remember when the season ended. Like everybody's like, "Well, what are we going to talk about now?" I had more fun talking about the portal and recruiting <laughs> after the season was over. I'm kind of like I'm already getting into that mode. Like I'm mad. I'm still upset that mm-hmm. Iowa lost yesterday, but I'm also like, okay, now Fran and the staff can focus on the transfer portal. And as sucky as it is that they lost yesterday. They got an opportunity to do some damage out there. So I'm fine with talking about the portal. Mm-hmm. For people who are wondering, Evan Bronze, uh, yes, he played in 2021, uh, the 2021 season, which, of course, would give him the COVID year. That was a free year. He's played two years since, so he would have two years remaining if my if, I, if I'm seeing this correctly. And, you know, uh, that, I mean, if he comes here, I just have a hard time seeing a guy. That's a pretty good production at a good league to come here and just say, well, I'm going to be a walk-on unless he's just really missing home. Well, you remember they gave CJ was a, a preferred walk-on and then they got a couple transfers and Fredericks because he was doing it. Walk. I mean, I don't think it was ever right now. They just don't have a scholarship, but it sounds like a kid wants to come to. So, so, so I, I don't, again, you're, you're, you're giving me a report from whatever was said on the radio. I don't know what was said, but it perhaps he comes here as a walk-on initially until they're guaranteed. He'll be on. My guess is if he comes here, I guess what I'll say, Doug, and I don't know anything more about him. My guess is if Evan Bronze comes here next year, he'll be on scholarship. That's what I would say. And the other thing was uh, a lot of people forget about Nimmers. 
you know, um, the kid from uh, Rock Island. Yep. Um, a lot of people thought he was better than uh, Brock Harding. I kept on hearing Brock Harding was uh, not even one tenth the guard that Nimmers was, and um, so I mean, if we're offering Brock Harding a scholarship, and people think that uh, Nimmers is a lot better, you know, I, I'm not saying they're point guard to point guard, but different skill set. But that means he's probably pretty good. I mean, even though he registered this year, I mean, he Illinois wasn't all offering, but Illinois was starting to come interested. That's the reason why we gave him the preferred walk on. I know he only had Eastern Illinois, but the last time a, a guy only had Eastern Illinois, that was uh, Chris and Keegan, and it turned out pretty well for them. I'm just saying, don't sleep on Nimmers. <laughs> Here's my question. Back to Bronze just for a second. I know this is a women's show. We've turned into a men's show. That's fine. I'm sorry. You just mentioned my name. <laughs> <laughs> I've been on over an hour. Uh, we still have people watching, so maybe they're enjoying it. But <laughs> the Evan Bronze, like you look at him, I haven't watched tape of him yet. Uh-huh. But he looks the part of a guy who would come in and potentially replace Philip Rebracha. But I'm not saying he's going to produ- replace production, but he's 6'9. He obviously plays a physical brand. He's undersized for his position. He's playing at the same level Philip Rebracha played at before he came to Iowa. Maybe not with the level of production quite to the level of production, but good production. And, and again, I don't, it, we could go, I, I, I can see us go multiple transfers. I mean, um, we could get two bigs. They will yeah. go, well, it depends on what, uh, yeah. I, I think if they go, well, especially if they get bronze, I don't think they're going to stop yeah. at bronze. Yeah. Like, I don't the, think the answer. They needed the big this year with Rebracha, Doug, and they're losing yeah. Rebracha. Well, and things I, um, with him is different than some of the other players. I would say he's his home. He's friends with uh, Patrick. They, they're they only a year apart. Uh, so I think, um, I think they're trying – I think, you know, it's to help Patrick and some of his issues to bring a friend into the program. I, I've heard diff- – again, I'm – I don't want to give too many rumors, but obviously they went to school together and I was told friends pretty close to the kid, you know, Evan. And, you know, obviously you're only close to your kids, teammates and stuff. So, um, you know, again, he hasn't, I haven't seen anything official, just the two, four, seven, put the hundred percent thing out. And then today Miller and Condon, the guy that was on there said that it really looks like Evan's coming here. By the way, uh, I, I don't want to perceive like I'm ripping anybody because I've never watched this podcast you're talking about. But Tacken says Trent has a great podcast. So okay, he's <laughs> defending Trent. I, that's fine. I, I'm all for it. So. I think I was just trying to boast you up. I I, I watch Trent. I listen to I other other kicks and those shows. There's a couple other ones I'd rather watch than his or listen to. But. Um, yeah, Trent, Trent's okay. You know, he does an instant reaction. He doesn't have callers or anything. Uh, but yeah, Trent. I was, uh, sorry, Trent Condon. I didn't mean. I was just trying to raise my boy Corey up. <laughs> uh, and, and by the way, this question on the screen, I, I don't, I don't have answered as far as other teams involved with Evan Bronze because, frankly, I, I don't know that there are other teams in, involved with Evan Bronze. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, I, his numbers aren't bad, and he played at a good program in a good conference. So, uh, you know, I, I've not seen any reports as, as far as other schools making contact. Heck, I haven't even seen a confirmed report that Iowa's made contact. But yeah. if he wants to be home, my guess is that he would be looking at Iowa if he could get there. Or, hey, can I get a spot at UNI, Drake, uh, you know, maybe down the road in, 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 somewhere in, in Illinois? I don't know. But it, yeah. obviously, Drake and you and I would probably be on the list, I would think. But that's also transferring within the conference. Yeah, again, I, I, I'm i sorry to the people out there. Oh, I just hear something, wanted to show Corey that, hey, this guy has 100% on 247. 
don't know what that even means. <laughs> and uh, like you said, most of the time when they do their crystal balls, they're way off. I, that's just why I don't do it for football because football is a lot even worse than basketball. So, um, but well, maybe I'll, I'll try to do some. You know, I'll try to see <laughs> what I can if I can find anything out. I'd love to start talking about that. As you know, yeah, topics of conversation. I think it's great. Yeah, I, well, like I guess so. I think we. We have to have a big man. Like nothing's happened yet. Chris hasn't announced that he's going pro. A lot of things haven't happened yet, but they will. We're we're smart enough as fans to know yeah, that. And there's no way they just stash yeah. a Gundelay and Mulvey on the bench. Yeah. Nor should they. Like I don't. Yeah. I'm not for pulling a guy's scholarship, but you, you basically <laughs> tell a, like you may have to just tell a guy, look. You, I'm not saying either one of them specifically, but Doug, I would just probably say you're not going to play. Like, well, that's what they did. Scholarship. We have an obligation to you, but you're not going to play. Well, they didn't even do that with Joe T. They said, Joe T, you're not getting 30 minutes a game. And yeah, he, he was actually playing. These guys aren't yeah. even seeing the floor. Yeah, so that's my point. Like, if, if Frank Strapp tells them, hey, you're not probably in our rotation next year, why would you stay? Why would you hold the school hostage with that scholarship? There was some movie in the well, 70s about play. that. They're competitors, so yeah. play. Like, I would think that either one of those guys, mm-hmm. if they decide, hey, I don't have a future here, they'll go somewhere else, even if it's a, a level down. Um, Going back to point guard, though, what if uh, Desante or Aaron both hear that that it's an open I don't know, competition, or Brock could have like there's no guarantee. There shouldn't be a guarantee for any th- all, any of the three. There shouldn't be a guarantee. I still wonder how much Brock's going to give you in year one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. I, I think one of those guys will leave. And like I said, I was not. Did you listen to Desante's response to Tom Caker's question? Did you ever hear? You that? showed it yesterday, didn't you? Or well, about. I did. I, okay. I just I paraphrase what he said, but go back and listen to that. I think Tom mm-hmm. uploaded to their YouTube channel. Go back and listen to what he said. Mm-hmm. He didn't say, yes, I'm thinking about transferring, but you know what? You try to read in between the lines and it just made me a little bit unsettled to hear him say right now I'm focused on Iowa. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, if you're completely bought in, say you're mm-hmm. completely bought in. I'm not going anywhere. Like Tony Perkins, maybe Tony will up and transfer tomorrow. I don't think that's going to happen. I really don't. But after the game mm-hmm. yesterday, he said, "Hey, I'm going to get better. I want to be a better Hawkeye." See, those are the things that make you think. <laughs> That's what he, you know, teach his own. But, but Desante Bowen's response to the media didn't exactly leave me real certain. I'll say that. Well, again, I I hope that, um, I hope that a lot of these guys stay. Again, I don't I don't want players that are just sitting on the bench. That doesn't help them or us unless you are developing them. So, I mean, at some point, we do have to play Josh or Riley, or we have to move on. Yep. All right. Thank you. I, again, right. just wanted to hop on when you said my name. Thank you, Doug. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I don't know anything about Evan. And sorry for co- talking down to Trent Condon. <laughs> Thanks, Doug. Appreciate Doug calling in. And uh, Jeffrey wants to know, when am I coming to Ohio to talk Buckeye football and basketball? You can barely taste the vinyl chloride, I promise. Oh, uh, Jeffrey, appreciate you being here, sir. And I think you're one of our uh, Mark Rogers holdovers that's found the podcast. So I appreciate you being here, sir, and uh, being a part of this. Uh, Brandon says, I have some uh, Iowa Smokehouse snack bites with some cheese curds and a nice adult beverage. Boy, that sounds good. Get yourself some Iowa Smokehouse products today and uh, maybe some some beer as well. Nice. Wash it down with some beer. They got some good products to go with some beers. Just contact Iowa Smokehouse. They'll help you out. Gary says, uh, what will happen to the tickets that – 
the teams got beat today. Hate to see empty seats with fans wanting to go. I don't know how many Florida State fans came up for the trip, but I'm guessing it's not very many, Gary. My guess is most of those are Hawkeye fans. There may appear to be, there may be some that show up on the, the StubHub market. And I'm sure those Florida State fans are happy to sell because there's going to be Hawkeye fans that are willing to buy. So I would suggest if you're interested, going over to uh, StubHub and, and looking for tickets. Brandon says, got back from a nice win versus C-Log. It's much harder versus Georgia. That's a tough physical uh I don't know what that word is. Uh, defensive team that will hit shots from multiple people. More matchup zone defense. Uh, best sec. Best of the SEC. Okay, maybe that's what he's saying. Yeah, I, I from what I saw, they're obviously better than Southeast Louisiana. I wasn't blown away by them, but uh, Iowa will have to play as well, if not better today. And they'll have to get more production. I think balanced production will help them as this tournament goes on. Taffy Cat, I got my smokehouse, my Iowa smokehouse at High V in Mankato. Good for you, Taffy Cat. Appreciate you being here as well. All right, folks. Final uh, call on the phone lines, and we'll wrap this thing up. Appreciate everybody being here, as always. Iowa defeating Southeastern Louisiana 95-43. to in the NCAA tournament, first round of the tournament down in Iowa City. They'll play in the second round against Georgia down in Iowa City on Sunday for a showdown on ABC, National Spotlight, once again for the Iowa women. And, of course, I'll have pre uh, post-game coverage for you right here from the Hawkeye of the Storm. Be sure to donate if you can, please. It helps. Become a premium subscriber by clicking the Join button and tell others about the show. And don't forget, the most important thing here, support our sponsors and use that code Hawkeye when checking out at iowasmokehouse.com. Appreciate everybody being here, folks, and all of our Iowa Smokehouse callers. We will talk to you on Sunday.